Welcome to another edition of Common Kaisers. We are your hosts. I'm Yadi Nohosa. And I am Chris Eaton. All righty. Well, last episode, we kind of stepped out of our comfort zone a little bit, went something with a little more family-friendly. This week, no, 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 we're jumping back into the nitty and the gritty, and we are getting back into the world of original video animation. The oh, golden buddy. years. The golden years of anime, if you will. Question. Back when men were men. Question. Is this our first Toho movie? Is it? It might I think, be. I think this is our first Toho movie. By the way, we're doing a Toho movie today. Are we? The version I saw had the Toho uh, logo in front of it. Mine did not. So that just oh. might be a... Uh, so I don't doubt yours uh, had it. So I'm trying to look for my information here. You, you've dumbfounded me once again with the idea of, like, was this Toho? Well, this animation studio is not, but I'm 99% sure Toho probably released it on video. This was actually animated by Studio Pedro. And distributed Ooh, have... by Toho in 1989. There you go. So, we are jumping back as like we did with Guyver a few episodes. We're jumping back into the delightful world of original video animation. The the nitty, the gritty, the violent. Mm. And ironically, this was a title that I was blissfully unaware of until about six months ago <laughs> when a friend of mine, you know, who knows my tastes, he knows my love of classic anime, my love of ultra violent anime. And he brought up this little title called bow. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, you've never heard of this. I'm like, no, what the hell is it? He's like, how can you of all people who have shown me such treasures and wonders of the world of, of gratuitous violence in sci-fi gore have never heard of bow. He's like, this is up your alley. So we proceed to sit down and watch this OVA that's completely, I thought I had seen it all, Arian. I thought I'd seen it all. Turns out, no, I had never seen bow. I completely blanked this out of my mind because I'm 99% sure I've seen this uh, pictures of this manga in the old issues of previews magazine. Like yeah. back in the day. So yeah. uh, to my surprise, oh, does it scratch that itch? I, you know, again, it's it's like finding. Remember when about 10 years ago, or actually we're at like 15 now, when that Oof. lost Nirvana song got released? Yeah. And people were yeah. like, I thought I had heard everything. No, no, there's still some out there. And I'm still finding things I have not seen. And bow, B-A, or B-O-A-H was one of those. So I recommended to R and I'm like, look, uh, let's we did Cutie Honey last week. Let's do let, let's do something short, sweet and violent this week. because uh, again, you kind of we had had the, the clout, palate cleanser in between the seventh curse <laughs> and <legendary>. this <laughs> yes. legendary seventh curse. So <laughs> So right now, as you're listening to this, Aryan is uh, technically wandering the uh, the the lands of Japan like a like like a uh, lowly Ronin. 
probably uh, enjoying the many fine treats and sights to see, and hopefully picking me up some awesome stuff on the way. So, oh, uh, you know, that is to be seen. <laughs> I'm you giving know. him money before he goes. Um, so that way you can listen to past me and Arian as uh, as you hear this, you know, uh, discuss the wonderful 48 and a half minutes of gratuitous ultraviolence. And ironically, a precursor in many aspects to one bio-boosted armor Giver with Bao. Yeah. So, little backstory on Bao first. It was a manga that ran for precisely a year. There was only two volumes of it. And it was uh, written by uh, uh, Hirohiko uh, Araki, who is known for creating JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And you can see some of those designs in Bao. And uh, Bao actually predates Giver by one whole year. Even though the themes wow. are... There's very similar themes in it. If, if, uh, if, you, if you watch this and you want, you're like, this is very Giver-esque. But yes, it does predate it by one whole year. So there, actually, Giver might have been inspired by this. We don't know. But that said, this has all the tropes, if you're listening to the show, that you want. Beautiful animation. Direct to the point. Over-the-top characters. A hot-blooded lead. A girl in distress. And cop- like body horror. Copious amounts of gore. And gratuitous action-y you know, violence that will satiate. Even, you know, so, you know... Sick bastards like myself. <laughs> this 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 uh, movie, this OVA is was made around the the wonderful time where anime wasn't quite mainstream in the United States yet, but mm-hmm. it was available through bootlegging, through mm-hmm. very expensive uh, mail order uh, VHS tapes and conventions. Like, yep, people like Streamline. Yeah, just, yeah, just. I think yeah. Central Park Media might have picked this up for, um, if I'm correct. Let me check that out. If this when this was released over here, it might have been Central Park Media. Oh, Anime Ego, Anime Ego nice. licensed it. So mm. the the audience here was very. It was again, anime was not a mainstream thing. This is before Dragon Ball came over. This is before Pokemon. So. Everything there was no expectations for anything. Everything was brand new uh, to most people, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is past the '70s anime. There was a small anime boom in the '70s when uh, uh, Yamato came over and Mazinger, and you know. And, but those were mostly coastal cities that got those. Or uh, Hawaii. Or Hawaii. Hawaii got everything. Yeah. yeah. And this is about the time where, again, it was it was a direct to video. Uh, mm-hmm. Mail order, and you were lucky if it was subtitled or dubbed. So. And you were paying a pretty penny because uh, yeah. bootlegging tapes at that time was still not cheap. Like you were paying like thirty dollars for like a blank tape. So whoever was bootlegging this for you was upcharging it quite a bit. I, I even then the com- yeah I remember well, it was like a dollar per minute. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a forty-five minute uh, video. It was going to cost you forty-five dollars in nineteen ninety mm-hmm. whatever money. Yeah. 
before it became really available and some of us uh, got in on in our in our youth. But as for another story for another day. No, this uh, this was definitely like in the tape traders. This was out there. This this was inspiring people who on in the United States were blissfully unaware of what animation could be, because this is 1989 when this was made. Yes. I mean, at that point, the biggest movie out there, animation-wise, was The Little Mermaid. That's what we considered animation in America. Now, Little Mermaid, beautifully animated movie. No one's arguing that The Little Mermaid is not an accomplishment of animation, but it is definitely aimed at a younger audience. For those of us who who like strong drink, who wanted something a little spicier, you had to go over to Japan where they were like, um, animation is not shoehorned into just selling, you know, stuff or entertaining kids. It is for everybody. And we can do so many things in the in the world of animation that we cannot do in live action. And a lot of them were taking inspiration from American films at the time. Like there's shades of james cameron in a lot of these works there's shades of john carpenter there's a lot of i'm gonna tell you this i the thing made an impact on a lot of people in japan when it <laughs> came out over there because man in the stuff i watch there's two there's two tropes i see all the time there's a thing there's there's shape-shifting body horror and there are a lot of robots and cyborgs that kind of look like a T-800. So a lot of that stuff had had uh, had really permeated. So in many ways, it was, you know, a, a, a delightful um, exchange of ideas. But I have dared to argue that the Japanese, much like many things in the 80s, took it, took our, our creations and made them better. Took our car, made the Honda and Toyota much better cars. Put a clock on everything. Just quality. That is what you got out of the, uh, the the 80s in Japan. All right. Let's talk about Bao. Let's talk about Bao. So we open up. It is a – we're opening up on a train. It looks mm-hmm. like a train. This yep. little girl is running away from uh, this woman and and two two guards. And she has a little creature. It looks like – I thought it was a Pokemon. <laughs> But it's like a fox kind of like like right. a fen- like it looks like a fennec fox if it was like like chemically altered. Sure. She she hops cars and she goes to another car where it's full of dogs. It's like where the, what kind of dogs are they? They're like pit, not Dobermans. Dogs. Dobermans, thank you. Yes. And they're barking at her. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lady the, the lady who's who's chasing after them is at the end of the car. This little girl goes to the far end of the car. You, she does this thing with chalk where she writes the number on the wall, and mm-hmm. that is the code for the gates of the dogs. Dogs get loose, and they attack this lady. This lady has no problem <laughs> killing dogs. And I was like, oh, oh, what is Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> they make no bones about who, what they slaughter in this thing. Then we get to another car with it looks like a uh, shape like a like a makeshift laboratory. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like the the scene from uh, Age of Ultron where they have Ultron in like a you know, hibernation the, chamber. Yeah, yeah. 
this guy is in the spiel about you know bow and all this stuff and he's gonna use a whole weapon and then in comes barging in this little girl and followed by this lady who we don't have names yet right no no this guy i guess he's the lead scientist of this uh of this car goes and tells the lady like hey go handle this go you know i won't tell hq go handle this and, and, and buzz off like a real prick like a right. real prick <laughs> This little girl with a Pokemon grabs this little steering wheel, not a steering wheel, this valve, mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, get, get away from that, get away from that. Mm-hmm. And then you see, then you see some some uh, some water dripping from this casket container thing, mm-hmm. where, where you know this guy named Bao is, or whatever, you're not really sure if it's a guy or a man or a machine, you have no idea some, at this point. Yeah, we just know there's a Bao in there. <laughs> And out comes Bao. This, they try to contain, the scientists try to contain this, this sarcophagus, this coffin-looking thing. But no, it's, there, there's, no, there's no match for this, this thing, this man. You're not quite sure what it is. Explodes, uh, comes out of the sarcophagus, and it looks like a, it's a guy with what I could call is some sort of fetish gear. <laughs> So whatever they were containing him in looks like something out of the Road Warrior. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then what happens, Chris? So they uh, a fight ensues. They oh, it's sorry, it's late when we're recording this. <laughs> I believe they teleport out of there, don't they? Uh, she the girl. Uncouples the two cars. That's she, what she it went, is. I'm, sorry, that's what she, it is. That's right. She she hops onto the car uh, behind him, and then Bao kills almost everybody on that on that car, and then jumps hmm. off jumps up into the electrical wires. Gets electric. Uh, gets shocked. Yeah, he gets electrocuted, mm-hmm. and then it kind of stops. It goes mm-hmm. to the next day, right? Yeah, it, actually, I'm looking at it right yeah. now. Yeah. It goes the next day, and then you see this little girl again going to the, uh, I think it's Vermilion City or something. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's, some unnamed, it's just an unnamed Japanese city. <laughs> right. She, she goes to the uh, grocery store, gets gets a piece of bread from uh, Bao, but you, his name is Ikabukuro. What's his name? His name is, I got it right here. His name is actually... Um, Ikuro. Ikuro, yeah. Ikuro Hashizawa. There you go. And they're sitting there eating bread, and they're talking about, like, oh, hey, get your memory back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Pokemon's right there. Kind of just, does, does this thing have a name? Mutiny probably a Pokemon. I, I don't know she actually had... Did, I, they actually name her... Uh, her little um not so not so yeah okay not so and the little girl's name is uh sumir so we find out like sumir tells this is where she tells bao that she is actually a psychic and she was part of uh she was kidnapped for her psychic abilities and not realizing he he you know he doesn't even realize he was kidnapped. He has really not a lot of memories of what was going on. And she explains she was trying to get out, and she saved him along the way. 
Then the craziest thing happens here. When I say, when I say crazy, I mean <laughs> the most unexpected thing. That, <coughs> and it really sets the stage of, of, of this, of what this uh, movie is going to be. This mm. random dude, this random ass guy comes mm. up from behind bow and like stabs him. He shakes him in the gut. And you're like, what? Who? What is this? Who is this dude? Are we talking about the gray man? Is that his name? His I uh, his name is hold on I really should write that stuff. He is um I think it's uh, uh it's uh, uh Dordo. Okay. So That's... Dordo. So he's given the assignment by this by this seedy looking scientist who looks like Doctor Mindbender from GI Joe. Like almost like verbatim, except he's not wearing a monocle and uh, he's got glasses. But he tells him, "Here's the assignment: you need to kill this guy. Does I don't need him back alive, and you need to burn the corpse." So yes. those are the those, and he's just like, "That's it." And like, "Yes, that's it. Just bring proof that you have destroyed this body." It's like, sure. The way this dude is drawn, he looks like a ghoul. Like yeah. he's in he's in a trench coat that's 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 uh, buttoned up. A fedora. He wears these real thick, like shades that are almost um, like they they almost look like they're like goggles almost, and like just looks like the like the most anime bad guy you could conjure up in in the ninety in the mid eighties. Like he is every he's like every stereotype put together, and uh, he's they simply told you need to lord you know. This is your job. He's like, all right, this is the job. Lures the lures our two heroes into a gas station where he again comes up from behind, stabs our hero in the back, and then with a giant jackknife. By the way, this thing is massive. It's all like it's this almost thing. a scabbard. It's almost like a, a, a saber. It's that big, and then slits his throat. Oh Just, right, yes. Oh, and not only that, uh, beats the crap out of the little girl, too. Right. Because he's a bad guy. Then and, it cuts to the shady organization, and the, and you see they're doing more experiments, right? Mm-hmm. And they are – so our doctor that gave the order to kill this man is now in the presence of three – uh, let's just say like Illuminati looking individuals where they wear in these gold masks like to hide their identity. But they are the uh, the um, the men funding these little experiments, apparently. And they want to see results. Yeah. So we're going to you, you see the results. You see the, a similar chamber that where Bao was. But inside you see this adorable puppy, mm-hmm. this adorable looking dog. And it's know, a little like I think it's a little like Shiba Inu. Just the cutest yeah. dog you can think of. <laughs> he's in a va- water. Yeah, because yeah, he's in a vat of water, and the doctor explains. So the bowel process. You can take any living thing. Yes, yeah, but he has been a bowel for a year, I think. Yes. And Ikaro has been a bowel for like a week. Yes. And then the, this is where they explain what bowel is. Mm-hmm. So Bao is this so the experiment of Bao is to enhance any life form. 
And it's very almost Highlander-ish in, in how Bao reacts. So in Highlander, the rule is if you're a potential immortal, you have to die a horrible death in combat or be murdered and your immortality gets activated. The rules are very, very, you know, iffy from movie to movie, but that's the essential part of it. So this little puppy is just kind of like prancing around. The the cabal of, of these these mass individuals are like, what are you showing us here? Like, it just looks like a little puppy. So the doctor continues to explain. He's like, look, so the experiment, once we start to keep the the subject docile, we have to keep them submerged in water. Once we submerge, once we unsubmerge them, they will, you know, regain consciousness. And the doctor starts initiating the experiment. So he clicks this. He's got his little evil clicker and a door opens in this room that this puppy's in. And out comes a gigantic Bengal tiger. And it is drawn like the biggest tiger you've ever seen. And the men are even like, doctor, what are you doing? Like, like we are evil corporate overlords, but even we have our scruples. Like, you're going to hurt this puppy. It's like, hey. Just watch, gentlemen. And he explains how a bow is properly created. So the test sub, the subject that has been introduced to the bow subject into the bow experiment, uh, they have no sense of what they are at first, and how their powers activated is through both time and acts of violence against them. And we see the tiger swipe at this poor puppy and literally just tear away half its head and this stream of gore just goes all over the place and the little puppy falls to the ground just blood pouring out part of its skull is missing and the time the men are like that's it like this is he's like no 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 gentlemen you're about to see the first phase of bow and this is what he calls the hyper evolution phase so it, it turns into like a, a like a blue wolf looking guy like a, you know what it reminds me of what's that did you ever watch monster rancher uh the show yeah yeah the show remember yeah. the wolf character that hung out with them uh, i'm gonna look him up right now Do yeah you remember the name uh i forgot his name but just look up just look up any of the monster rancher uh monster rancher. anime like just you'll see him he's like he was the he was the the badass of the group. Oh, like yeah. the no nonsense. Yeah. So this puppy starts rapidly, like it gets up. Half its skull is missing, but then the blood starts to like come alive. Much like, you know, in the thing when uh, McReady has the, uh, the blood test and when he activates the heat to it, the thing, you know, uh, comes out and defends itself. The blood starts like, coagulating and turning and this thing starts mutating into like this large blue like saber wolf looking thing and its head completely heals now it's got this like crystal coming out of the center of its skull its eyes are yellow and it is grown three times in size and the professor explains like this is the true power of the bow it has rapid healing it any damage it takes it will evolve to not only heal it, but prevent that damage from happening again. And now this dog bow creature is taking on this tiger, and it is just laying into it in the most gruesome way you can think. This is all intercut 
with our hero lying stabbed, bleeding out on the ground as uh, as the assassin is now tossing gasoline on his corpse, just like it's nothing. Because he said, eh, easiest money I've ever made. As the professor explains, he's like, this is why uh, this thing is dangerous. And we see our hero start to get up. Like, the not only that, but he has the knife in his chest still for being stabbed. And the knife, his chest starts convulsing and pulls the knife. Like, the knife gets pushed out by his own chest, and it plops off. And the assassin's like, what the hell is going on? All this is interspersed with this this new bow dog ripping a tiger, this Bengal tiger in half, gore, viscera all over the place, showing what an effective bioweapon it is, as we are explained the key to the bow is the longer and the longer it it, it sustains uh, or the longer it lives, the more powerful it gets, the more it will evolve, and the more damage it takes, the more it will also evolve. And this is why it's very important to take out uh, our young hero before his powers activate. But we are too late. And it we is, smash kit. It so what do we smash kit watch? <laughs> This whole this whole uh, dog and tiger fight sequence is very hard to watch. And if you just just a fair warning, if you are if you don't like animal violence, mm. you might want to skip over this one because it is brutal. But is we it go back, done yet? Oh no no we're not done. It gets worse. Mm. Then we go back to the gas station. Bell gets up. He's got this blue aura. His eyes have turned yellow. He's got this blue hair going on now. He looks like Suin, the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And he grabbed, right before our uh, gray man is supposed to throw a match at him so he can light on fire, he grabs his hand and he crushes it. Mm-hmm. He crushes it. Gray man gets away. Bao goes right after him. Lands on top of his car. Right? Yes. All the while... And- all the while, the doctor is still <clears throat> explaining the various powers of the wow, bow yeah, and what they can yeah, do. Yeah. <clears throat> because the dog starts initiating these powers as well. And the thing that they can do is, it, like, protrude weapons out of their body. They can they have, like, a low-level psychic attacks. Uh, they can do a bunch of stuff, including what Melting the human... people's faces off. <laughs> Just literally, <laughs> he tears his hands through the roof of the car, grabs the assassin by the skull, and just rings his fingers into his skin. And this dude's head starts bubbling, and he's like writhing in pain. And he bow just lays in, and he starts smoking. The dude starts smoking, and his skin, flesh start melting off of him before the head just gets crushed. Oh. What? Car, oh god! That, again, this is clearly the car loses control if he crashes and bows just mm. like, "All right, later." Yep. Now, now, my friends, we go right back to the lab. So we find out what the weaknesses of the bow are. The only way you can kill them. Two ways. Well, one way, yep. the, two steps. Yes, there's a two-step process. You have to shoot it in the head, which a soldier comes out. Mm-hmm. Shoots, shoots the dog right in the head, and immediately after, a fire a, a fire uh, squad or what do you call them? 
fire. Uh, uh, with uh, a squad, uh, more soldiers with flamethrowers come in. Right. They come in and have to burn the body. And that mm-hmm. reminds you, like, oh, right, you have to burn the body. Yes. And the, uh, even the, the men, the, even the, the cabal of men are like, what are you doing? Like, that's, you're ruining the experiment. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, the doctor's like, I'm showing you what the experiment is. And then out of the flame comes out the dog's decapitated head. You're like, oh my God. What <laughs> Again, is this? very thing, hearkening back to the thing. They, they, they light the dog's head on fire, and this worm escapes. This worm with Pops, extra. The, the, the doctor even says, now watch, it's about to emerge. And the dog's oh, eye pops out and like boils. And this worm, yeah, this worm-looking thing, like it's it's a worm with like an open mouth and like razor teeth and like a couple little tentacles, jumps up and latches onto the wall, and this is what bow really is. Yeah, there there it is. There's the bow. Yeah. The bow is the power of the bow is from a parasite that once the host is infected, it latches onto its brain, and the parasite takes over functions of the body, not akin to the Giver unit. And while the host retains its sentiency, the parasite lives off the host and to make sure that the host survives will take over its system and rapidly evolve it, thus having the potential for a, uh, a, a powerful weapon, but only you can control it. Because the, the, the worry on the doctor is that if this thing gets out and infects the world, it could actually lead to very uh, dire consequences. It, ironically, an evil scientist with a little bit of like, uh, we look, I want to control this. We can't let it get out. And uh, I'm kind of worried that if it does, like, you know, it's going to ruin the world. Like he has he has ambitions of domination and the abominable sciences, but he still has a little bit of a consciousness, ironically. So they explain you have to destroy the worm and to completely destroy the bow. So now we now understand what gives anything infected with uh, with this parasite. What gives the powers? And not only that, but there's ironically almost like no sense in how much it could keep going. Like they explain, like it could keep evolving. And now we are in a office meeting room with our looks like our main villain. Of the, mm-hmm. the scientist guy, uh, his uh, assistant, uh, another soldier, who I guess is the leader. And then you see, they don't show you just yet, but you see a, a giant hand holding a little cup of coffee. And they're explaining, <laughs> this is important later on. Yes. And you get the sense that this guy can, this guy with the giant hand can, can tell the future in some way. Mm-hmm. And that's how they locate Bell mm-hmm. through this psychic. So there are power. others. There, so there are other psychics that they're using. Yes. Besides the girl. And they say, look, if anyone's going to find this guy, it's going to be the soldier dude. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. But he's. You'll you'll see later on why. <clears throat> number twenty-two. Thank you. And there's they, a reason why uh, he's called number twenty-two. There's. Uh, they tell him, okay, great. This is where this is where he is. It looks like an abandoned apartment building, and uh, this is where you can find him. Bring him back dead, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and we're good. So off goes number twenty-two. Uh, you we go back to the apartment building, and it's uh, 
Bao and this girl having a moment, and then she sees a vision of blood. She's having a psychic vision of, of a future potentially to come, a realizing quick, that, yes. A very that, quick future. Yeah. Uh, she warns him. She warns him like, hey, we might we might be about to be attacked. All the while, like, this poor dude's still trying to understand what happened to him. And, of course, what happens? Uh, the door breaks in, and it's a firing squad. It's number 22 and some masked goons. Because you always need goons for what's about for for the for the action sequences they're about to have it. Because you need a body count. <laughs> oh, and we're about to get one. <laughs> so they, here they come, guns mm. blazing, bullets everywhere. Bao grabs the girl, covers her, tries to runs it, tries runs out of the runs out of the building, uh, mm. leaps off the balcony, and then boom, headshot. This guy gets a headshot uh, on Bao. Bao falls, somehow lands on the bottom floor, uh, mm. floor below him on the balcony. And they look at him and like, well, I don't see him. I see the little girl. Okay, well then let's go find, let's go find him and kill him. Let's burn mm. his body. And here's where it gets a lot of fun. <laughs> So the first real big action sequence of this of this OVA starts, and not only that, but it goes into full. It goes into full like, how do I describe this? It's it, it get, it's so comic booky, because now Bao is pissed off, and now he has abilities that he's pulling out of his ass left and right that all have awesome Street Fighter esque attack names. He looks like. Beast from X-Men, if he was handsome, with Guyver's yes. powers. Yes. That's very apt, uh, the description. So now the damage that's done has now hyper-evolved him. He's got hair, <clears throat> like kind of these trendles, like like they're dreadlocks almost that are, that are kind of alive, that start shooting like poisonous darts that can just rip through everything. He goes on a tear on all of these soldiers, and starts just wailing on these guys and each like blows like throws a punch blows a dude's head in in half with it tears apart guys turns out he has a wild array of abilities he can hover he can uh fire psychic waves he can do a lot and he uses it to rip apart every one of these soldiers in the worst ways you can think of Guys are ripped, ripped in half. Skulls are crushed. There is an unholy amount of like entrails just flying. It's just a, something you know what, Ariane? I miss. I miss this in my violent anime. I miss the the because now it's just like someone gets stabbed, blood comes out. You're like, oh, it's like no, 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 no. I need the viscera. I need the. I need. I need to see it in a small intestinal lining. <laughs> Going flying with a spleen as some sort of uh, inhuman monster uses his strength to just literally decimate a, a man. I want the hole, like holes punched through people that shouldn't be punched through. Just strewn with gore. And, oh, it's a symphony. So that being said, 
Nobody mm. makes it out alive. They're all dead. They're yeah. they're they're done. They're except for one person. Yeah, uh, number twenty-two. Number twenty-two, and we find out why. Because he's holding the little girl in his hand. But he he did not go unscathed from from his from his classroom with Bao. But we find out why he survived and why what saved his life. He's a Terminator, straight up. Half his, half his face is blown off. He's got half an arm. He's got like an arm, you know. Exposed. Mm-hmm. Guys, guys, a machine. He literally is an anime version of Arnold at the end of Terminator One. Like the face is direct. It's a direct ripoff of like the the endoskeleton design, everything. But it gets even crazier because he said, you know, he gives the you know f you to bow. He's like, look, you want the girl alive? <laughs> You got to come find us. And he jumps into the air and out of his back, like Inspector Gadget, this this hang glider unfolds and his feet turn into rockets. It is the the most beautifully dumb thing in uh, in so far in this in this story of leaps of logic that is done. And you're sitting there like, I'm not even mad. That's. That's so damn cool. Like now we have, now we have uh, what I would call, um, you know, the thing. If he was a superhero, not not the you know, ever loving blue eyed thing. No, no, the John Carpenter thing. Like this thing that that is ever evolving. Like this biomass bioweapon now is taking on a Terminator, and it's just the, <laughs> it's where this this doesn't end. It's like it literally felt like what would be cool. I need a robot. I need an. I need a. I need some sort of android. Let's let's have uh, a clash of metal and flesh. Let's let's do this. Oh God, is it great? <laughs> so what happens next? So it's the next day, and they are at the. Uh, what's the name of this of, of this uh, of Vegas? Doris. Doris and yes. mm-hmm. And. Uh, they have this little girl. She's screaming. She's. She, they want her to scream. They want her to be in pain, so that way mm. we'll attract Bao to that. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, sure enough, Bao is shows up. He's flying. He's he he makes his way to the side of the mountain, and yeah. uh, and number twenty two is there to greet him. But number twenty two is there to greet him through a helicopter. He has a special bullet for him. <laughs> this bullet. Will will go through him like crap through his. As, as as long as it hits him, you know he'll blow mm-hmm. up, and we don't have to worry about it. Bow senses him, you know, mm-hmm. turns into the turns into the bow monster. Reaches out for one hand, makes a an energy beam, and just boom, right right into this helicopter. No chance. No mm-hmm. no bullet. No twenty two blows up in the middle of the air. God. It's like, so wow. now, so now we're getting into scanners territory. By the way, oh yeah, like it is every it is every cliche wrapped up in a beautifully artistic uh, uh, bow and, and wrapping. Bow lands on on the property, gets uh, attacked by two other psychic dudes, strikes a pose, and electrocutes mm-hmm. them. <laughs> Again, like like they in the 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 narrator is is. 
naming off these attacks, it's like bow, ten thousand volts, like lightning wave, like these. It's these ridiculous attack moves, but they're so. And again, it feels like something a twelve year old would write. But you're I'm like, yes, that that is awesome. There's a reason why that is awesome. I'm sorry, it's it it is pretty goddamn awesome. So Bell's in, Bell gets into the HQ, starts killing soldiers left and right, and mm. he's stopped by a giant man with giant hands. This guy's got to be, this guy's got to be, what, eight feet tall, seven feet tall? Oh no, he's bigger than that. He's at least like twelve foot. <laughs> like it is okay. It is, it is what anime does best when they exaggerate body types. Like this dude walks out of the shadows. You can tell he's a Native American. Like, he's got, like, the cliche. Like, he's wearing a denim vest. He has, like, a headband around him. He's got the long hair. But he's Dude, built he looks like, like Raven. He looks yes. like Raven. Yes. And not only that, but he's he's literally, and this, you know, I'm going to break my own rule. He's built like a brick shit house. Like, he is <laughs> ridiculously large, and he is muscular. Like, there's no way the human anatomy can create such a thing, but he does exist. And he introduces himself as Walken. That is Hell his yeah. name. Hell Walken. Yeah. And the, we, so from the monitors, the, the, uh, the evil doctor is watching this, and, uh, his his assistant, the woman from earlier, she's like, she's like, you walk in. He's he's a, he's arrived, and she's like, oh yes. And explains he was the surviving member, the last surviving member of this this uh, um, this uh, Indian tribe from America, but he's also one of the strongest psychics to exist on this planet. And he walking introduces himself. He's like, I am walking, and he's like. Bow's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Just stand by. And then he does this thing. Again. Oh, man. The manliness in my anime, this is what I want back. He start. he takes his finger, but he's like, no, we're going to fight. He takes his finger, and he starts, in like, pressing down on his flesh and carving into his chest this symbol. And we cut back to the monitor room. And the woman's like, what's he doing? And the doctor's like, he's smiling. He's like, Walken has recognized Bao as a worthy enemy. So he's marking himself in the uh, the way of the uh, the warrior. Because this is only held in high regards for any enemy that he considers an equal to, and, and rival. And the fight that ensues is the most insane thing you'll ever see. This is so, And it's so... Well animated. Um, it's beautiful. And not only that, so much like Bao is throwing like electrical charges and he's got, you know, these ridiculous names for it. So does Walken. Walken goes a step further where he can change matter. He can change walls. He, it's, how do you describe this? He uses his psychic abilities to break things down at a molecular level and then control yeah. them. So, like, he does – he uses an attack called uh, – uh, um, he calls it uh, the molecular seismic wave. So what he does is he takes his hand and he forces it down. You see, like, again, like the anime motion of, like, there's something going on in the air. You see a little waviness. And the ground below him starts to bubble. 
and then buckles but turns into this pool. And then he does just this move where he pushes his hand forward in this shock wave, just tearing up the floor, runs and, and, and uh, you know, like barrels towards Bao, who he jumps up on the wall. By the way, at this point, he's crawling on the wall like Spider-Man, too. He's been he's been as he's been murdering people. He's been like crawling around like Spider-Man. He jumps up on the wall, narrowly missing this attack, but it hits his feet. And his shoes just completely melt and disintegrate, showing that, no, this is nothing to be trifled with. Somehow, he turns around, and the walls the walls close up on him, and his arm gets stuck in the wall. One of his arms gets stuck on the wall. He does. So, yeah, Walken does this, a similar attack. It's, it's I, oh, man, I'm blanking on the name right now. But he touches the wall, and he liquidates the wall, and Bao's hand, arm gets caught in it. And when he pulls away, the wall like rehardens. Like it's again, he's he's moving matter around, like the the molecules of the wall. So now they're almost liquefied. And uh, he was using this as an attack too. So like they were like he he threw one one way, Bao missed. Threw another another way, and Bao got his arm caught into it. And he, as he pulls away, the wall restructures back into it like its solid state. So. <laughs> So now Bao has one arm trapped in this wall, and Walken has him. Bao looks looks at his arm, looks back at Walken, gets his other arm, it has a knife, it has a, mm. like a like a spike on it, cuts yeah. his own arm off, <laughs> grabs his arm, and throws it at at, at Walken. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a blade on the other side of it. Cuts, yes. Cuts through his fingers and shrinks mm. his forehead. Right. Yep. On, uh, right it on doesn't decapitate. It does not decapitate yeah. him, but you get the cut. But yeah, you see Walken's fingertips just fall off into little stubs, and Walken falls back. He's got this huge horn stuck in his forehead. Mm. You, you know that's that's the, that's end of Walken, right? Or so you moving, think. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Good. Our our main our main evil scientist goes like, oh shit, Walken's dead. We're we're yeah. done. Like we we yeah. gotta we got yeah. We have no we have no chance of surviving this now. <laughs> our Trump our Trump card is gone. <laughs> Sorry, gentlemen, we're gonna abandon ship or abandon mm-hmm. base or whatever. Let me put on the uh, self destruct sequence. You need to guys. You need to get at least ten kilometers out of here. I wish you the best of luck. And off they go. They just run off. Mm-hmm. Bao doesn't care about what's going on. All this, all Bao cares about is rescuing this girl. Sure enough, Bao res- finds the girl, rescues her, and and, and takes off. Mm. Uh, then they get attacked by uh, like an like a sentry system, right? Like yes. an automatic uh, turrets. Turrets. Yeah, turrets, pretty much. And Bao does his spiky attack. He he disables all of them. They all fall, and then we get Bao's trying to escape the, uh, the 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 confines of the base, pretty much at this point. Like he's he's trying to book it out of there too. But it looks like something's wrong with the girl. She's either passed out or she's dead. You, they mm-hmm. don't tell you exactly what it is at the moment, but Bao leans in. Looks like he kisses her, but gives her his blood. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the people trying to escape the building. Mm. 
There's there's a group of scientists. Yes. It's like in lab code. They're lab code guys. They enter you think? Room. Yeah, they're in a room. <laughs> they're trying to get out. There's it's like the end of Metroid after you beat Mother Brain and the self destruct sequence <laughs> is going off. There's lights flashing. The place is starting to rumble because for some reason it hasn't exploded yet, but now it's, there's rumbling going on. So whatever's gearing up is gearing up. And these scientists are trying to get out, and turns out, uh, oh, Walken ain't dead. No. no He's quite not. alive with that piece of, of Bao's blade still stuck in his head. And now, now he's pissed. Now he's angry. They notice, they notice <laughs> yeah. that his bandana's gone. And, mm-hmm. then, and then that's when they freak out because that bandana was the only thing controlled. <laughs> it was a power dampener. <laughs> it kept him sane and kept his powers in check. So now Bowel's standing there, eyes completely wet with his red aura. Oh, walking, walking is walking is yes. Sorry. Uh, looking at him and he goes, "Sam just knows they're screwed. It's over." Mm-hmm. Uh, walking just looks at him, just looks at him, and and their face starts to blow. It just turns oh. into bubbling. Oh, it's horrible. They, their bodies start contorting. Their heads. Yeah. Start swelling like, like all these like tumors and stuff start like popping out because he's unleashing this massive psychic wave of and he's angry and he's pissed and he wants bow he wants his head because now now he truly sees him as a worthy opponent because he nearly killed him he's like I must have his head and now that his rage is unleashed anything that gets caught in it is effed and these scientists are just like as he's saying all this. These poor scientists are like there's boils blowing off on their arms. One guy's head just completely implodes. The other guy looks like he's, you know, just wildly. His head is stretched almost like three feet before it itself explodes. And walking unleashes this psychic wave that just annihilates everything. And now he's angry. And now he's chasing after after Bao. He finally catches up with Bao and the girl. Mm-hmm. And again, he he unleashes this humongous wave. This you can't really it's you can't see it, but it just everything in the build everything in the building on the floor just obliterates and it mm-hmm. obliterates all the way down to the uh, to it looks like a, an underwater lake. Yeah, they go into this cavern under under the under the um this gigantic cavern. Like they, yeah, it's just, they're blown into it. Kind of like, uh, remember Mortal Kombat? Like in like two and three, when you could punch someone into yeah. the next level. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. happens here. This yeah. is what happens. <laughs> At the same time, our main evil scientist and his assistant escape in this pod, but as mm. they escape, the building explodes and they are also dragged down with Bao and and uh, Walken. Bao sees, sees his little girl, and Bao can't really talk, but gestures to the little girl, go this way, there's an exit this way. Mm-hmm. You know, the girl disappears for, for a little bit. Bao sees a leftover turret. <laughs> Bao Again. grabs it. Wow. It, it, this is the most, again, 
This is hardcore. This is hardcore. This is this is hard. As they say in South Park, sorry, there is hardcore dude shit going on. This is the epitome of it. This is my God. Like you, this this whole like you've been on a nonstop roller coaster. Now you have this like nine foot, four hundred pounds of muscle, psychic war beast of of a of a human named Walken fighting this biomechanical like freak of nature and instead of using any of the other attacks he decides to go full uh jesse ventura and predator with this giant turret and just starts unloading into him and oh. it is masterful before he does that mm. how, does, how does he power the turret he um so he picks it up and he's holding like he he finds it. He and grabs he picks it up. He, he he grabs like this this power source. It looks like a plug. That's right. That's his, right. He like just insert. He he gives himself an. He's using he just, his own body. That's right. He's using his yeah. own body as the power source for the turret. Like he literally like shoves the the cable that it was that it was connected to like in the uh, in the compound, puts it into his own body and his own body mass energy. Starts powering this thing up. He go, laser goes off, goes right, cut, cuts, walking in half, uh, cuts mm. all the stalactites in this, in this cavern, and they kills uh, our main evil scientist and assistant. Everybody, and then at the Evis- same time, yeah, eviscerates it. Eviscerates God. them. The building is, you know, the 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 self destruction sequence is, has gone mm. on, and there's just everything. This whole cavern building, everything is completely destroyed. A mm. white light engulfs engulfs uh, bow, and you're not really sure what happens next. Yeah. Cut to. Cut to the next day, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see this girl on the beach, and she's alive. She's there mm-hmm. with the Pokemon and says, says, you know, thank you, Bao, for saving my life, pretty much. And one day, one day I'll see you again. And hopefully that will be soon. And we find out Bao's still alive. He's alive at the bottom of that, of that, of that uh, cavern. In the water, still, still like he's unconscious, but you see him kind of like wake up, and credits. That's all you need, man. Straight to the point, no BSing. It is again. I remember getting up, and I, re- I turned to my buddy when I watched this. I'm like, how in the hell did I go 38 years? without seeing this 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 is what i dream of at night like this is the these are the things that that bring me joy there there are things that bring me joy in life giant monsters bring me joy watching a wes anderson movie brings me joy watching hyper violent anime also brings me insane joy and this was it in spades like i i i have i have talked about how you know, I'm not the biggest anime fan of modern stuff. There's stuff I do like. I do love the, I still love the art form, and there's there are great things out there. But I'm not watching your Demon Slayers. I'm not watching uh, half the nonsense out there. I, you know, everyone tells me I need to watch 
Chainsaw Man because they're like, you'll love it. It's what it's like the old school violence that you used to love. I'm like, I don't know. Look, five years ago when Devilman Crybaby came out, not even the most violent of Devilmans. Like it's a it's a a tamer Devilman, but it still had a lot of the what the f moments the Devilman has. And I remember sitting and watching. I'm like, man, this is this is great. It's uh it's Masaki Yuasa like directing Devilman. The man that by the way that man is the uh, the the heir apparent to uh, to uh, Miyazaki, if you ask me. And I remember going online and seeing all these kids who have been growing up on their cutesy their slices of life, watching this. And I'm like, what in God's name is going on? And us, us older generations, us, us OGs, we're like, oh, oh, no, no. You got a taste of what this used to be. You got it's not even like the you're not even getting the full buffet. You're just getting the the the, the salad bar version of it. But. This is what us that had to struggle. We had to. There was no downloading. You could not download back then. You had to go out to a comic book show, or a comic store, or some sort. Or if you're lucky, if you're lucky, and you lived in a city that had an anime convention going on, because they started like in the late '80s, early '90s, and these were niche upon niche. These were the hardest of hardcore people. Because at that time, you didn't have much. You had Voltron and you had Robotech. Like, that was your offerings of anime. And then Akira came over here theatrically. And just, it started spreading like wildfire on VHS. And the people were like, my God, this is what this could be. What else is out there? So, you had to look. You, If you were lucky, if you were super lucky, you went to a video store that started renting these things. But that was there was few and far between that actually bothered with those. So this harkens back to those glory days, to to uh, to when things were were metal. They were meant to be entertaining, and it was just pure imagination of of what I would call like just complete dude think like this. Women are not watching this. They aren't. This is not aimed. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. It's aimed at dudes. This is what guys who love this stuff, who love sci-fi stuff, this is what, what they conjure in their heads, and this is what they, they want to see. This this scratches a primal itch. I mean, the references are hanging off its sleeve. I mean, how many movie references did you see in this, this thing alone? There's at least four or five. I saw, yeah, a lot of sound effects. A lot yes. of sound effects from, yeah. Um, and not only that, but it's that subgenre that only anime does best, like the the body horror superhero. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not like the fly where it's like, oh, I'm turning into this horrible monster. No, no, no. I'm turning into a, a, a turning into a superhero. But yes, I'm also you know, been genetically modified or an alien has taken me over and my, you know, I morph into some sort of uh, gigantic creature that can do incredible things. Everyone in this thing is drawn like they're jacked, like they're all juicing. Uh, all the women look good. The All the dudes are like, are, uh, uh, are, drawn like they're just you know pretty boys the bad guys are the are the evilest looking things in the world and they're doing 
everything under the sun. You have cyborgs, you've got psychics, you got monsters galore. It is just a wonderful goulage of everything that makes this uh, medium awesome. Yeah, man, this is I, I this is the first time I saw it for this for this recording, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm the same way. How did I go so long without seeing it? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, I've seen the character, but I, I thought. I thought like yeah, this from uh, the, the I couldn't quite put a finger on where I've seen it from uh, until until you like oh it's JoJo I'm like oh mm-hmm. it doesn't look like JoJo um, yeah well I, we can we can go on and on about this <laughs> but I think I think the best thing we can do for you listening to this uh, you should probably watch this you should definitely watch this. Mm-hmm. It's forty. It's what forty-five minutes, forty-six About, minutes. Yeah, I think I think it comes up to forty-eight with credits. With credits, oh man, yep. there, there are, that is, come on, it's if you know where to look, you can find it. It's not that hard to find. Uh, I think it's on YouTube. As a, as a it is on. YouTube. It's definitely on YouTube. It's definitely on YouTube. Uh, it's up there. Uh, that's the one thing that YouTube has not gone around yet is to you to taking off a lot of these. Um, like old school animes, because I, you know, you put Dragon Ball up there, they're gonna yank. But like stuff like this, it's only, it's only us old timers looking for them. So, so you should watch it before it gets taken down, unless, mm-hmm. unless, the animal cruelty thing is the only thing I could, you know, say Did, about this thing. I am not one of those guys that bothers me, like because it's, it's, fake and in space, as oh, of they course. say. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Of course. Like but I'm not gonna watch someone kick a puppy in the head. I'm not a. I'm as they say in Kickass too. I'm not a monster. Like, <laughs> of course. But at the same time, it's like no, that's it's a it's a bioweapon dog. Yes, he was a cute little puppy, but turned into a vicious killing machine. So, but ah oh, man, I I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the renaissance of this to come back, man. This is what I miss, you know, with with modern anime. Like everyone's moving to CG. No one's hand drawing stuff anymore. I understand it's kind of a uh, antiquated art and it's cheaper to do the other way, but there is a soul in this. You could tell everybody that was working on this was giving it their all for this little thing that was just going to go straight to video, but they were like, no, we are putting concern, concerned effort into this. We will give you the best trashiest product that we can possibly give you. And we will entertain you for, for a good 45 minutes. And, man, do they. Man, oh, God, it's so good. So it scratches. If you like Guyver, if you've watched Guyver, this scratches that Guyver itch big time. Like, it is it, and it is a, uh, a, a spiritual sister to Guyver, if, if you will. Like we said, if you like superhero horror, this is mm-hmm. something you definitely need to check out. It's not enough of that. Superhero horror. There's not enough of that out there. You're right. There isn't. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. As always, if you like what you hear, give us a follow uh, on Facebook at uh, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast.com. Or no, that's our website. Follow us on Facebook slash the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, at Instagram at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, and on Twitter at the Kaiju Kingdom. If you're listening to the show, we are under the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast feed. And please check out our mother show, the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast, hosted by myself and Jessica Sang. So 
Uh, that is going to do it for this episode. Arian, do we do we want to give a little tease what we're going to do next, or do we just want to wait? I I really want to talk about it, but you should watch Bow first. Okay. You should, you should watch Bow and then come to the next one completely clean. Okay. We'll leave it at that. So that will do it for this episode of Common Kaisers. For myself and... Adian. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.